Even to those in social media, this is Grace and Faith Fellowship. And we're coming to you with our Saturday night message, our weekly message. We thank God for you um, tuning in with us. It's always a blessing to come and share the word of the Lord with you. And we always um, willing to pray for you and with your needs, anything that's concerning you. You can always reach out to us um, through our website. And we have our phone number up there that you can call and ask for prayer or just leave a prayer request and we'll pray for you. And most of all, we're just concerned about you. Most of all, if you're not saved, we pray that you will become saved through us administering the word of God to you, that you accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. But tonight we're going to start a new um, series. We're going to talk about um, why we need God's word. Why do we need God's word? Okay, because it's if God's word is so important, and it really is, and maybe you don't really realize the, the importance of, of reading God's word on a day-to-day basis, um, it's really studying magic, but we want to talk about why do we need God's word. It is, as a Christian, especially, it is very vital to our life to read the word. So why do we need God's word? Why do we need it? Why is it so important? Why is it that, you know, even the word of God tells us to really, it puts emphasis on us knowing and studying. So, but the num- the first thing is, the first answer to that question is, you may say, well, why do we need God's word? Well, the, the, and here's number one, God's word is truth. It's not a truth. It is the truth. God's truth is universal and it's absolute. Okay. It is universal and it's absolute. It is the truth. That's why Jesus said that I am the way, the truth, and the light. He didn't say I am a truth, but he said I am the truth. Okay. So I want to start on by a little different tonight. I'm going to read this scripture and it's coming from Psalms 119, 130. And once you listen to what it says, it says, learning your word gives wisdom and understanding. Learning your words gives wisdom and understanding. So in learning God's word, what do we get out of it? We get wisdom and understanding. And those are the two things that we need in this life. You need wisdom and you need understanding. Okay. And so we're going to, those are things, this is, this, this is what song David wrote this song. He says, learning your words give wisdom and understanding. So God's word is truth. And so when you get the truth, it gives you wisdom and it gives you understanding. So now we all know that we, we, we should be reading our Bibles, okay? But so often they're left on, on the side gathering dust or they're our least used app. See, we, you know, we, we should be reading the Bible. Okay. But it's left, you know, collecting dust on your shelf. You haven't picked it up. You may be in months and weeks and years. And now we have the latest thing, which I have, which I, is your Bible app, but we don't use it as much as we use Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all those things. Okay. It's, it's our least used app. 
And, and we need to be opening our Bibles on a regular and regularly spending time reading God's word. Okay. It needs to be an everyday thing. Regularly, this is how you spend time with God, reading his word on a day-to-day basis, just reading scripture and letting God speak. But here's the thing. Why shouldn't why should we read it? Why should you be reading God's word? Because you may say, I don't have time. I don't have time. I got, you know, we have uh, jobs. We got kids. We got soccer practice, football practice. We got to cook food, lunch, dinner, um, washing clothes, you know, just doing all kinds of things, busy. Then we got to watch our favorite TV shows, you know, Hulu and all the different apps that we have now, just learning, watching our favorite shows. Okay, so it's important, but why should we read it? Well, here's the first thing. First, reading the Bible fills our mind with truths about who we are and who God is. The, the enemy and the world tries to tell us things about ourselves that aren't true. The only way we're able to recognize and resist the lies is by knowing the truths found in the Bible. You need to understand that. So the first thing is, is what is we, we, the Bible fills our minds with truths about who we are and who God is. It's important that you know who you are and who God is. When we live in a culture that, that, that are teaching you lies about who you are, and we see it really huge now, the enemy is really pushing that agenda about telling people lies about their identity about who they are. And we see the, the transgender and the homosexuality thing and the LGBT community and, and all kinds of things in our community, you know, not just those, but other things about even with the things that we've experienced um, in our life, all lies are telling about who we are, okay? And, and the enemy's lying to us. And we don't, and they also tell about who God is. But it is the word of God that tells us the truth about ourselves and about who God is. Even we as Christians, um, religion has really distorted um, the, the nature of God and who he is, what God's really like. And, you know, we paint a picture of God don't like certain people or God like a certain denomination, you know, so forth. He's more favor of this. no. You know, we need to get in the word and find out who God is and allow the Holy Spirit to teach us who God is and who we are. OK, and that's the enemy. That's the enemy's MO. He wants to he wants the enemy and the world is trying to tell us things about ourselves that aren't true. What the enemy says about you is not true, but what the word of God said about is true. So God's word is truth. If you want to find the truth about yourself, if you want to find the truth about who he is. You have to get into the word of God. Okay. And the only way I love what it says, the only way you'll be able to recognize and resist these things is by knowing the truth of the Bible. See, you can't resist anything that you don't know about. You're not going to know it's a lie. If you don't know God's word, you're not going to know that the enemy is lying to you or that society, the world is lying to you. If you don't know God's word. You know, the truth is what you don't know will hurt you. Okay. What you don't know 
will hurt you if you don't know God's word. So that's the first thing is the Bible is that it tells you the truth about who you are and who God is. And it's important that you know who you are, know your true identity, and then know the, know the nature and the truth of God, how he feels about you, what he said, what his promises are. Okay, the second thing, the second thing about this, you know, the word of God is truth because it says God's word is truth. The second thing is why we should be reading God's word regularly is that the Bible contains the guidance and the wisdom that we need to live our lives. See, if you need guidance and wisdom, you need truth. God's word is truth. So you need guidance. You need wisdom. Because the Bible contains that. The Bible contains the guidance and wisdom that we need to live in life. We, when we read the Bible, okay, we can often find answers to the questions that we have. So you see, you may be saying, well, I want to know the truth. I want to know the truth about these things that the, the, the culture is saying, that the things in your life, who God really is. Well, if you have questions, this is where you go to the word of God for. Okay, you go to the word of God to get to find the answers to the question. And, and you, we might think that the Bible is outdated, but in Hebrews, we're told, okay, that it is alive and active. God speaks to us through it today, okay? See, this is the thing about the Bible. This is what people are saying. This is what culture is saying. The Bible, the Bible is outdated. You know, I've heard somebody say on TV where the Bible needs to be um you know, upgraded or caught up to date. No, it's not an outdated book. God, when God, when God inspired men and women, men rather, to write these these verses down, he knew all about society, what side was going to be today. And that truth never changed. That's why God's word is true, because it never changes. It doesn't matter how society changes. The word of God, this truth never changes. It never changes. Now, the methods may change of how we do ministry and things, the different methods we use to reach people. Um, now we see we got, you know, I remember there was time there was TV. Now we got social media and God can use all these vehicles to spread. We can use all these vehicles to spread the gospel. OK, so the methods may change, but not the message. The message is still the same. The truth about the Bible is still the same, okay? It never changed. This is how God speaks to us today, through his word. If you want to know truth, you want to know answers, it is through the word. So I want to look at this. It says Hebrews 4 and 12, okay? Let's look at that. Let's look at that. And I want to read it from the New Living Translation. Then I'm going to read it from um, Hebrews 12 and 13 from the Message Bible. Now listen to what it says. From a new living trend, it says, for the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than a two-edged sword, cutting between the soul and the spirit, between joint and marrow, okay? And it exposes our inner thoughts and desires. See, look at the way it's powerful and alive. Word of God is not an outdated book that has been written, written years and years and years ago. No. It is always like good. Jesus even said it, and I believe in the book of John, where he says, he says, the words that I speak to you are, are spirit and they are life. Okay. 
So the word of God, when you read it, you got to look at it. This is alive. This is an updated book. God is speaking through. This is how he speaks to us today. So if you, because we all, I often hear people say, um, well, God don't speak to me. Well, how does God speak to me? I want God to talk to me, you know, because, and I want God to answer my questions. I want him to, to, you know, speak to me. I want to know what's right. Well, the number one way, okay, that God speaks to you is through his word. So guess what? If you're not in the word, you can't hear his voice. That's the number one way. Now, God got many ways to speak that he can speak to you through prophets. Um, he can speak to you through dreams, through visions. He can give somebody, get a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom through other people. But the number one way that he speaks to us is through his word. Now, once again, if you're not in the word, then you will always be wondering why I can't hear his voice. Well, God, then you don't get mad because God's not speaking to me. He's not answering me. He's not answering my questions. I have questions and I want him to answer him, but he's not answering me. And you know, I've often heard people testimony where, you know, I prayed and I prayed and I prayed. And you know what? Well, God didn't give me an answer. And though, so they upset. And in some cases, some people walked away from God. And maybe that was you. You walked away from God. Well, I challenge you tonight to get in his word. He has a word for you in it. Okay, you can get a word from God out of the word of God. So if you would you want a word from God, you got to get in the word of God. That's the number one way. So let's I want to break this down with this verse um for Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 and it says only the extreme sharpness of God's word can be separated between the soul and the spirit, okay? It said the soul and the spirit comprise comprise of the heart and they function as one. So the soul and the spirit function as one and only under intense scrutiny of the word of God can we distinguish between the two. So you got to be able to distinguish between your soul, which is your your mind, will and emotions are and your spirit. And that's where the part of you that got saved. When it says any man being Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away before all then. Your spirit got saved. But your soul is where your mind, when they work together as one. Okay. The relationship between your soul and your spirit is like the relationship between your joints and your marrow. The joints of your bones is where blood, the life-giving force, is produced. Okay. But all the bones of your body are joined together by joints. Without joints, the body would not be able to function the way it does. Okay. Likewise, our born-again spirits are the life-giving part of us. Okay. So your your spirit got born again, your life. Your, your born again spirit is the life giving part of you, but our our spirits are connected to our bodies by our soul. OK, so in order for your spirit to affect your body, it got to go through your soul. So the life that is in your born again spirit cannot reach our bodies except through our souls. Where is that? at? So he's talking about. If you want the word of God to affect your life, you want to know truth. If truth is going to affect your body, which means your actions, you know, your behavior, then you have to allow it to go through your soul. That's where your thinking, your feeling, and your decisions are made in the soul realm. 
Okay, so therefore, the renewing of our mind is essential to releasing the life that is in our spirit. So if you want to release the life that is in your spirit into your body, it has to go through your soul. And so what does that mean? So you got to renew your mind. I think I've said it before. The number one thing you can do after you get saved is to renew your mind. Otherwise, change the way you think. Why? Because well, that's what Romans 12 says. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Transformation takes place by changing the way you think. So if you want to see transformation, you want to see truth, if you want to see that truth that's in the word affect your behavior or your life in general, you got to change the way you think. you got to get into the word of God and allow the word of God to change to your thought life, the way you think about life, the way you, way you think about God, okay, the way you think about yourself. You've got to allow the word of God to do that. And that's the truth. That's why God's word is truth. You want to know truth, truth about yourself, the truth about God. It is in reading your Bible. Okay. So let me, I'm going to go back. Let's go back and read uh, Hebrews 4 and 12. I'm going to read 4 and 12. The Message Bible has Hebrews 4, 12 and 13. Chapter uh, 4, verse 12 and 13. And listen to what it says from the Message Bible. It says, God means what he says. I'm talking about truth. This is really because God means what he says. And what he says goes. See, this is the thing about truth, okay? You got if you believe that God's word of truth, God means what he said, and what he says goes. Otherwise, you can't change. You, we're not trying to change God's mind about our situation. We're allowing uh, God to change um, we allow his word to change our situation. We're not trying to change the way God thinks. We want God to change our thinking. Okay, so it says God means what he says and what he says goes. You got to adapt that type of thinking. His powerful word is sharp as a surgeon's scalpel, cutting through everything, whether doubt or defense, laying us open to listen and obey. Think about that. He says, I love the way it says this. It says his, his, God's word is power sharp like a surgeon's knife. It cuts. It cut. He said it cuts through everything. It, it'll cut through doubt, doubt, and it will cut through defense. That wall that you got up, that wall that you got up protecting your emotions. God says you allow me your that his word can cut through that. Take the defense down. Okay. It says laying us, us open to listen and obey. So not only God, when I hear it, I'm going to listen to what he said, and then I'm going to walk it. I'm going to obey what it says. Now, I hear somebody saying, yeah, you say, well, you know what? You know, uh, Pastor, you know what? Nobody's perfect. We're not, once again, I always say we're not talking about perfection, but we're talking about a spirit of excellence. There's a difference. When you have a desire to be excellent in the things of God, that means that don't mean you're never going to ever make a mistake. But once you realize I messed this up, then you get back up and get back in line and say, OK, how what, how can I do this better? And you allow the Holy Spirit to help you do it better so you don't make that mistake again. 
But it goes on to say, nothing and no one can resist God's word. We can't get away from it no matter what. So you're not going to get away from this no matter what. Because the Bible said at, at the day it comes where it says that every knee shall bow. Excuse me. Every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord. You, you're not going to be able to get away from it. Okay. You're not going to be able to get away from it. So you need to understand that God's word, you're not going to be able to get away from this truth. Because at the end of the day, you're going to bow every knee, shall bow every tongue and confess about this truth that's in God's word. But, you know, so that's why I say kneel now, receive God's truth now. You know, and then from that, from you receiving God's truth now, you have everlasting life and we'll live with him forever. But with those who reject this truth, okay, they shall be separated God from forever. So it's your choice tonight. But thirdly, reading the Bible helps us to become more like Jesus. When we read about his life, we know how we should be living. Okay. God can use what we read to transform us, but it's vital that we go beyond just reading the Bible. Okay, so you got to go beyond this. We you, we want to become it. This 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 truth will help you become like Jesus. When you read you read uh, his life, God Jesus showed us. He was God in the flesh. He showed us how we should be living, how to live this life on earth. Okay. And so when we read it, it should transform us. But you got to go beyond just reading it. Okay, you can know all the scriptures on the verse, but you got to go beyond just reading. And let's go back to the verse we started with, which is um, Psalms 119, 130. Listen what it says. It says, learning. Here's what the psalmist says. Learning your words, give wisdom and understanding. Okay, so learning. We got to learn it. Not just you may memorize, but said, so, but by memorizing verses, we can fight back with scripture when the enemy come against us. So when you know the word of God, when you've learned it and understand it, you can fight the enemy when the enemy try to tell you these lies about yourself and about who God is. Now you got something to fight back with. You can fight back just like Jesus did in, in the wilderness when the enemy tried to tell him. To do things that go against God's word. He says, no. He says, huh. This, the scripture says. The Bible said. He said he was basically saying, hey, the word says. He knew what the word says. So he's able to fight back with the word. And we got to be able to do the same thing. Fight back the enemy with the words that we know. The scriptures that we know to know to be true. Okay. We need to research what we're reading. Maybe by reading commentaries and finding books on the topic. And we need to make sure we're reading things in context. Let me go back. Let me go back. I think this is very important. Okay. So the first thing is also this third. It says we need to, when you study the Bible, you memorize the verses and you fight the enemy back with scriptures. But we need to research. You may need to research what you're reading. Because guess what? You may not be able to. When you read God's word at first, you may not understand it. You may not understand the scriptures. Okay, you may not. It's like I don't. I don't get this. So you may have to research. You may and and this is my. Um, you may research about reading commentaries, 
um, finding books on this time. There's nothing wrong with getting something along with your Bible. Commentaries, um, God have of gifted men and women to write on different topics about the scriptures and, and they're very good at explaining and really breaking down the word of God so that you can understand about topics like faith and um, wisdom or you want to know something about um, holiness or discipleship or just so many on faith, you know, on grace. Um, there's so many topics that, that we we can study on and you can get books to, to help break that down, really help you understand God's word because God has gifted men and women to write and to break down and give them revelation on different topics that you may need. So don't be afraid to go get something, commentaries, you have concordance, you know, to help you understand it, to break stuff down. Okay. And also, this is important. We need to make sure we read things in context. Context is king. So what do I mean by context? You need to, when you read the Bible, okay, understand what they're talking about. You need to understand when they said it. Sometimes you need to understand who Jesus or who, who they're talking to at that particular time. So this is context. You need to understand whether it's, it's different thing, whether it's said in the Old Testament when it said, or in the New Testament, because there's some things in this Old Testament truth, and then there's New Testament truth. Under grace, we have different truths. You know, under the uh, law of Moses, things were true. And so you have to, in context, read in context, know what, you know, you, that means you may have to go back all the way to verse one to find out, okay, who is he talking to? What is he talking about? Because if you don't do that, then you may see people just take scriptures and pull them out to make them say what they want to say. Okay. In other words, and that's how people come up with truths that, that are not lined with the word of God. That's why the Bible says what? It says rightly divide the word of truth. So you can wrongly divide the word of truth too. Okay. If you don't, and this was happened when people don't read things in context. Okay, because sometimes in, in the Bible, the writer may be writing to a certain people. It may have been written at a certain time, and some things may not be applicable, applicable to us today, but it's for our learning sometimes. So, But you need to understand in context, because somebody said it this way, if you, if you don't understand the context, then you're left with the con. Okay, and so... Sometimes, you know, when you read it in context, you can get the true meaning of that verse or what, what the writer was talking about, or what the word of God is saying to you. So context is so huge when we read the word of God that you may get the truth and get the right truth of what God is saying to you. OK, and, and don't ignore the, the verses, the chapters that are more challenging to read and understand. So some things in the Bible are challenging. Don't just ignore those things. You may not, once again, you may need help understanding them, but don't just ignore those things. But the Bible said that all scripture is useful. Okay, all scripture, not all of it, even though it's like it says, it's old covenant, but it's still, it can be useful 
And let's look at, I want to go to, I want to look at um, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. Listen to what it says. I'm reading from a New Living Translation. It says, all scripture is inspired by God, all of it. Okay. And it's useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. So this is what the word of God is. This is why it's so important. So that answers the one question is why we need God's word. Where it says all scripture inspired by God is useful to teach us what is true. So the subject is God's word is truth. So once again, if you want to know what's true, it tells you right here. It teaches us what is true and, and make us realize what's wrong in our lives. It goes on to say it corrects us when we are wrong and teach us to do what is right. If you want to know the truth, you want to do the right thing, you need to be studying God's word. And the Golden said, God uses it to prepare and equip his people to, to do every good work. So God word equips you with the truth so that you can do his work, the work that he has called you to do. And that is so important. So remember, you got to read things in context. We got to um, use other resources um, to help us understand the truth of God's word. All these things to help you understand because God's word is the truth. It is the truth. And finally, um, we need to put what we read into action and allow God to change us through what we what we've read. That is so key. See, it's not enough. It is not enough just to read God's word. It's not enough for you to go to church every Sunday and hear the word of God and be inspired by it. And I thank God for that, that we got men and women who are preaching the gospel and you go to church or you go, you know, get him and you're inspired by it. We have great men and women of God who preach the word every Sunday and people are inspired. You know, people are excited about what they hear. But guess what? That don't do you no good. If you hear the truth that you believe to be truth, but you don't go and put it into action. And I heard people say, this is where, this is where the rubber meets the road. Okay. This is where the rubber meets the road. This is where, you know what, you hear. Okay. And then whatever I hear, I got to put it into action because guess what? This is, that's where it gets tough. This is where, as I said, the rubber meets the road. This is where, hey, I got to take what I heard and the thing that I know to be true and I got to put it in action. Now, guess what? Here's the thing. Here's the thing that we, we you, you go out and you put in action and you fail. You know what? The thing, because guess what? Once you hear the truth, the enemy is going to challenge you. You need to understand that. He's going to challenge you on what you say you believe to be the truth. And he's, you know, and that week he's going to challenge you and say, okay, yeah, you believe, you believe that's true. You hear what, what the man uh, or the woman of God said in the pulpit and challenge you. Now you got to go out and put it to practice. And guess what? When we go out and put it to practice, the first time we're challenged with to put that in practice, we fail. And we says, hey, you know what? Forget about it. Well, guess what? You may not get it right the first time. You may not get it right the second time. You may not get it right the third time. But if you believe 
that God's word is true. Here's what you're going to do. You said you believe God believe your word is true. And here's what you do. You ask the Holy Spirit to help you with it. See, this is not something you can do on your own. I want to I want to let you know tonight. This is not something that you can do on your own and your own strength and your own ability. You cannot um, express or practice unconditional love to people who challenge you every day to do that. You can't do that on your own strength. If you're trying to do it in your own strength, then you're going to fail. But when you allow the Holy Spirit to work through you and to develop you, once again, it's going to take time. Because once again, we're renewing our mind with this. You may fail the first time. You say, okay, God didn't get it right this time. But you know what? I trust and believe that you give me the ability to get this right. So, God, I trust you that, hey, every time I do this, I'm going to get better at it. I'm going to get better at it because, hey, I know you've given me the ability to do this. And so you trust him. But I guarantee if you stick with it, if you stick with this truth, I guarantee you, you're going to see it manifested in your life. You're going to see it. I'm a living witness. You know, I'm not saying I got everything right. And some things that I'm still, but you know what? I've come to, to believe that God's word is true. And you know what? I made a decision that I'm going to put this stuff to practice. And when I miss the mark, you know what? I just go back, ask God, okay, hey, I know I'm forgiven, but you know what? I believe what your word says. I believe I have the ability to walk in this unconditional love. I can believe I can walk in faith. I believe that I can do what your word says I can do. So therefore, I put my trust in you and I believe it's done. I believe it's a finished work in the name of Jesus. In your life, I speak now. I believe that the word of God is a finished work in your life. The, the thing that you're struggling with, the thing that you are having a hard time with. I thank God that it's manifesting in your life right now. Why? Because you have to make up in your mind that this is true and I can do it through Jesus. It says I can do all things through Christ. That's what he said. And so therefore you have to make your mind that no matter how many times you fail, I guarantee if you stick with it, okay, you're going to see the manifestation of God's promises of what he said in your life. So, hey, so finally, that's what it says. Whatever you read, you got to put it in action and allow the word of God to change us through what we read. Allow God to change you through what you read. That truth that you read on a daily basis. And I pray that you start reading God word on a daily basis. So, and I want to challenge when you, I challenge you to start reading God's word on a daily basis. Now, when you start, the enemy is going to get in the way. He's going to come up with all these kind of excuses. And I'm going to say this, you know, because I, con I constantly come up against people say, well, you know what? I don't have time. And you know what? I try and I don't have time and I got this and I got that. And you know what? This And I'm not going to um, dismiss what you're saying because you may have a busy, busy, busy schedule and things, you know. But here's what I tell people. You got to figure it out. I don't know what's going on in your life. I know you have you can have such a life could be crowded and there may be some things that you have to get rid of. OK, maybe your life is too congested where and there may be some things that you can drop. And, or maybe you're saying, well, you know what? There's nothing I can drop because everything that I'm doing is necessary. Well, 
ask God to help you figure it out. Because no matter what's going on in your life, you've got to find time for God in your life. And there's been times in my life where I've been busy, 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 busy. And even when I start reading the Bible, I didn't always read it every day like I'm supposed to. But you know what? Let me challenge you tonight. You start somewhere. If it's number one day a week, you start there. If it's number, you know, if it's number five minutes out that day, start there. Ten minutes, start there. Ask God to help you figure it out. Okay? Because I'm not going to make you feel bad because you don't read the word of God. That's not what I'm, I mean. I'm not out to do that tonight. I'm not out to make you feel bad. But what I am trying to do is to challenge you that to help you understand the word of God is important. You need him in your life. And how do you get him? You may say, well, I'm saved and I love God, but you need his word on a consistent basis. You can't make it in this life. You won't struggle. Life is hard enough trying to do it on your own. But if you don't have a consistent diet of God's word in your life, where he's you giving him time to speak to you and read you and know his truths about his word. OK, then you leaving yourself open to the enemy. You leaving yourself open to your own thoughts and your own and you allowing your circumstances and your situations and your tragedy and life in general to speak. And you allowing the enemy to speak lies in your life. And guess what? If you don't have the word of God to counter those things, then you're vulnerable to the enemy. To just and maybe he won't completely destroy you, but guess what? The Bible says Jesus said, "I come that you may have life and have it more abundant." So you may have eternal life, but you're not living the abundant life. And abundant life is being emotionally heavy. Though you may be spiritually healthy, which means eternal life, you on your way to heaven, but you're not emotionally healthy. You're not healthy in your body. You know, you're not healthy in your relationships. And maybe that's because you're not in the word of God. You're not in the word. And I challenge you tonight. I, I really, you know, want you to know that, hey, the word of God works. It's not just a book. In the, and don't think, you know, you supposed to, every time you read it, you're supposed to have this out of body experience. No. When you read God's word and you and you believe when you read God's word, believe that he's going to speak to you. And when you read it, you know, God's word is going to challenge you. It's going, to challenge, it's going to give you answers to your question. You say, well, God, I want to know the truth. Well, you want to know the truth? Get in his word. And allow the God's word to speak to you and tell you and give you the answers that you need to the truth that we need in this day and time. And so let me pray for you. Father God, in the name of you, I thank you, God, that what you're doing through the message on tonight, that you are constantly, you're speaking to your people right now. That person who who has laid their Bible down, who doesn't believe, God, I, I believe right now that you are inspiring them to pick your word back up and to begin to allow the word to speak to them in their situation, in their circumstance, in their hurt, in their pain. God, I thank you that your word, as it said here, your word is the truth. God, reveal to them that your word is the truth and to declare that your word is truth. No matter what the world says, no matter what culture says, no matter what um, anything around me say that you, I stand on your word, allow them to stand on your word and believe what your word says and to shout out all the outside noise, 
but your word is greater than my circumstances. Your word is greater than my trouble, my pain. I believe your word and your word is true. And God, thank you for your, your people receiving on tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Once again, thank you for listening. We'll be back again with you next week on another installment of why we need God's word. And we do need it. So I will see you again next week. Once again, thank you for listening. Bye-bye.